welcome guys to another episode of real walk um this is episode 27 yes that means we've officially caught up <laughs> um honestly i was like should i just wait until later but i'm like double episode today yeah yeah we're doing that um and today i wanted to talk a bit about the love of god I know you've heard all the sermons you could possibly ever get your um, you could ever find but today I want to actually talk about something that we talked about at church before and I think even though we've heard it um, so many times God is love yes he is and this is a dangerous topic because I've also heard it being used to justify, um, to justify like, like, you know, the way people want, want to, um, remain in foolishness, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I've, I've heard it being used that way. And today, I kind of just want to take a little backtrack um, and look at love in a powerful way. Um, Because there's this version of, oh yes, we already know God is love. Oh, there they go again, preaching and talking about the, the soft, gummy thingies and friend I want to be that person to tell you the love of God is nothing but soft. It's 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 not all soft and and gummies and and stuff like that. And I actually want to encourage more people to get that mentality out of their minds that when we talk about the love of God, we're talking about Mm, the good things you know how he loves you how he cares about you that he wants to endorse all your bad behaviors that's not what we're talking about um and i think the more we grasp the power that is the love of god not just anyone's type of love like we know our kind the way we love we it's conditional the way man loves is conditional Jesus talks about, he says, man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. And we only know how to love based on how it's reciprocated to us or how we've seen it or how it's been expressed and stuff like that. So it's conditional. It's based on certain things. That's why we're the type to sometimes you love people who love you. (laughs) You know, can you love your enemies though? That's a different thing. And that right there is the power that I want us to focus on. That Jesus, that God is still a God that loves the, the the sinner. He's still the one who loves the enemies. And his love is powerful. Um, now, what are we talking about when we talk about the love of God is powerful? It's changed a sinner like me the love of God I thought there were things in my life I was like can I give that up no I've tried all the steps to get rid of it I like this too much I've been in it for too long God just steps in and pow gone 
right? The desire, the, the appetite for it is gone. And what is it replaced by? God loves me. Um, I, each day, right? The, the, like right after, should I say my eyes were open, born again, again. Um, like I said, I would cry each time thinking about how much God loves me. Um, it brought me to tears and it floored me because I had never experienced anything like that. I mean, your parents say they love you. Your family members say they love you. Your friends say they love you. But like I said, it always felt conditional. Why? Because when I mess up, I feel as though you don't love me. Um, but the way God loves was deep. And love isn't just based on... Mm, patting you in the back when you fall down it's also exposing you even when you mess up um and i had to look at it that way i think it was david he talked about um he said don't despise the corrections um of god right but like take them and don't ever let go of them and to me i put it this way i'm like even with my parents they may not say they love me, but like when they're correcting me, their correction is over from a place of, I want you to do better. They may never say that to my face, but the way God does it is he does it from a place of, I have plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to hurt you, right? And not to like harm you and, and destroy you and stuff like that. And so to me, it changed. It's like it rewires my mind. Which means, if you say, if God says, let go of this, it's out of love. Why? Because his love doesn't want to destroy me. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to see me at a place of lack, at a place of poverty, at a place of sickness. At a pl- you see what I'm saying? And he sometimes knows, even my own choices, he's sometimes, he knows, my choices are the ones that lead me to that so i need to be told no and it's like the world has redefined love to be this accept me or leave me like you know like accept me as i am or that means you don't love me and that's why i guess because of that narrative everybody sees things when you talk about the love of god we're talking about this accepting god i i um heard um the sermon being it, it was in passing and this man was talking about how how dare we you know put god on the the question booth you know on trial and ask him um like and be mad at him and be upset at him because we asked him for the stuff and he didn't do it you should even be praising him because he says your prayers he hears them he hears everything that you say just the fact that the creator of the universe can hear you that enough is should get you excited and so it shouldn't be out of a place of he does what i ask him to do god is not your genie right and so yes he's still a god that will say no He's still the God that you can pray and get in there. You can do a 24-hour prayer if you want to. But if God is not with it, he's not with it. And 
honestly speaking, I say I love the love of God, right? Because, like I said, he knows what's better for me. He's molding me and shaping me into this person that I didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, who is this person? He's he's trying to make you more like him, right? And in our own flesh kind of life ways, we um, don't, sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes we're not perfect at it. But that's what I love about it because when we talked about the Holy Spirit, he's the one that makes you do, he, he, he teaches you and he leads you to doing things beyond common sense so the type that okay you you love your your sister you know you love your sister uh, but your sister just is doing things that are wrong you're not gonna tell her you're doing the right thing that's not love can i just can i just be the one to say it support is not love not all support is love and I like to think how, like, I I always try to remind myself, Kathy, God will not endorse your laziness. He will not support your laziness. Um, like, I can, I can, I can pray all I want um, and be like, Lord, help me with this test. Help me with this test. I've known about it for two months and I did not study and I just decided to binge watch a show. Let's say that. Mm. And... Do I expect an A plus? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. That's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen because God's not going to endorse my laziness. He's not going to support or tolerate, um, the way. Like that's not who he is, and I love it so much because a real friend, right? A real friend that loves you will tell you when you're doing something wrong. And honestly speaking, I think the best thing for you to do going into this new year, if you want to grow, if you want to become better, surround yourself with people who you will tell, listen, please point it out to me if I'm getting prideful. Don't don't just be like, no, you did the right thing. Like if, if you see me, I think I have, I had that talk with my family the other day. I was like, um... Um, I seem to be getting heated. Please don't be the person putting more logs, paraffin into my fire. Um, turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Tell me to calm down. You need to stop it. Um, because I love it so much because the way God does things and the way he he's love it's it's genuinely love of god is revolutionary it is changing when i look at proverbs 3 chapter 3 verse 3 to 4 let love and faithfulness never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of god and man god's not just trying to be you know protect you and you alone it's so people can be like, I don't know what's going on about that one. But they are straightforward. Mm-hmm. They tell it to me like it is. I mean, they're not mean about it. And it's so interesting. They do it in a loving way. Because I can genuinely tell they want the best for me. The love of God 
is the kind of love that wants the best out of you and for you. Now, what does the best look like? We know a cupcake is nice, but so is broccoli. And broccoli is good for you. You see what I'm saying? He, like, like To me, I look at the love of God as the you know what you need to do. And so I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And listen to what I tell you you're supposed to do. Because I want you to be a better version of... Like, I want you to be better, right? And... Sorry, I'm spacing out. I was just reading something. Mm. Because even like even in First Corinthians, right? In chapter 3, verse 2... If I have the gift of prophecy, can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. Now, you know, here's the thing. Because the whole, I'm going to go back to the whole, oh, God is love. Yes, we sugarcoat it. Here we go. The sugarcoated message, the cupcake message. Um... John 15, verse 21, God says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. I think it's it's the love of God that he sent his son to die for you. Like, do, do we comprehend how big <laughs> that love is that Jesus died for you and he rose again? And the fact that it's that level of if I have faith can move mount that can move mountains, but I have no love, I am nothing. The, the key thing is love like God loves you. We're not loving out of the definition of the world, how the world describes love, because I will admit that one is sugar. It's all sugar. But the love of God is salt and it is light um which means it's comforting to be in it's good for you but sometimes it stings right like sometimes it hurts to um experience him convicting you him telling you your wrongs that is love because it's it, it's it's that that is salt and so the love of god is not just sugar Right, it's not him because I always say my favorite verse is in Isaiah chapter 41 when God's like, here's my love for you. I will legit overthrow nations for you, right? Um, like I will make your enemies like, you know, uh, I'll give your enemies to your hand and stuff like that. And to me, it moves me every single time because it shows me the same God who's like expressing to me just how much he cares for me is he the same one who tomorrow he'll say if i'm not for him he will say depart from me because i don't know you yes that's that's exactly what i'm saying he's the same god um and i think we still have a long way until we fully understand the love of God. Because. Like I always talk about. Like we think we've understood. 
everything that we think it's necessary and needed to know. But we haven't. And I always think about the fact that, okay, you know how people live in the world? Oh, I love that. You know, like before you buy it something, oh, I love that. You buy it. Oh, I love listening to that music. You listen to it. Oh, I love eating that. You always order it. There's something about love that gives you the power of execution. And I think about Jesus and I'm like, it's not even only him coming down here. It's the road to the cross. It's the fact that even in his love, even when they had just whipped him, they had forced a crown on him, um, they had just nailed his hands and still they're screaming at him. He still said, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. That to me is love. There's this activeness to love it's love is not just a feeling and i feel like that the thing is we always perceive love as the feeling so that's why we always say oh love is you know here we go with the fluffy stuff and the cute stuff no 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 love is an active thing there's this power to it that forces execution um I think about how people would say, like, even that there's this story that was going on. This little kid, uh, his little sister was being attacked by a dog and he threw himself at it, like, he to save her. Um, I even saw, like, uh, this man, he, like, uh, he was walking his dog. His dog gets, like, caught by an alligator. He dives in the water to go rescue a puppy. Can you imagine? And there's this thing about love that is it's not love cannot be passive love is active and god is the greatest definition of love i think he's the most purest form of love and i want that love of god like i want to love the way god loves that i'm bold enough to say to my friends what you're doing is wrong what you're doing is right right like I become bold enough to do something out of my comfort zone because the Holy Spirit's leading me there. And even though it's not easy, we remember Jesus, he cried in the uh, Garden of Gethsemane. He was like, if there's like another way. <laughs> but I still, it's like, I think about that. And yet before when Peter was just like saying to him, was like, no, you will not die, right? Like you, you won't leave us. And he was so passionate about it. He was like, away from me. Like, like, you know, like he could see the spirit that was in him. And some might be even saying that like, is there, was there something wrong that Peter had said? He just doesn't want the guy to die. But some things, like we talked about even yesterday, some things, though they may be opportunities or they may look good, they're not God-inspired. They're not good in the eyes of God. And they are actually a diversion from the plants of god and the more we consume them and we say we're consuming them in the name of love like that you love me you say this to me 
it's toxic for us it disrupts what god wants us to do he had he knew he was here for a purpose and he stayed on that purpose and so he didn't he didn't want to listen to that spirit that was like no you will not die you will not do the thing right and so i oh there it is there it is Isaiah 49, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hand. Your walls are ever before me. Even the way how God says he loves us, it's also active. He's like, there's an army for you. There are angels that surround you. Um, the Holy Spirit, he's there for you. His love, the way he's always shown love, the way God has always shown love, it's always been an active thing. But we think love is an emotion. Love is a feeling. Mm, if I, if I, that's how we have couples today talking about how like, I fell out of love. You don't fall into anything. Love is an, a conscious decision. Um, that's why I say there's this power of love that it it moves you. It causes you to execute something. I think about how I kept telling myself, I'm too shy for this. <laughs> I, I, I don't like speaking a mic. I don't like seeing that recording button over there. I don't like speaking into my mic. My voice might sound weird. Ooh, I don't want to hear myself. And, but there was this move in me. God would put this heart for me and he was like, I want you to talk to the youth. You are getting out of an age where you are not a youth anymore. And you've passed through the ups and downs, the roller coasters. And you see where today's youth is at. They're all in their phones. They're all about themselves. This is the generation that the world is trying to raise. But that's not the generation that I'm trying to raise. And... I'd even have a heart even for like the youth that is in my church and stuff like that. All these things are, and the fire for me to be able to sit here every single day, even to do this, all of it, I credit it to God, the love of God, because I remember how he came for me, right? I remember how he actively stepped into my mess. He, he put on my mess, <laughs> um, and he gave me a fresh set of clothes. And he's like, you've been made new. You're a new creation. Which means everything else before that, I've erased. And that that kind of extent, that how God goes, it's so, it moves me. Because he's like, he's given me so much. So now, because my heart is swelling, I had that moment where... I felt like my heart was going to burst because I could, it was like, God, I love you. Um, and personally, I had never felt anything like that. But that moment, it's like I wanted to run up and down the, the, the auditorium. But all I could do was lift my hands and just start crying. Because it's it, it's, it was all in worship to him and praise to him. And love moves you love causes you to do the beyond ordinary um 
And so the love of God is not soft. The love of God is not sugar. It is salt and light. You need it. Oh, you need it. <laughs> right? Like if you look at salt and how it is used to ferment stuff, it's used as like if you have a wound, it helps keep out the bacteria. That is the love of God. The love of God is nothing. It's, it's not sugar at all. It is just. It is fair. How is it just and fair? We know that he's going to pour out his wrath at the end. Why? Because he's coming after once the whole world has the knowledge of God. Once the whole world knows about God and has heard the word of God, then he will he'll return. Right. But of course, we know we don't know the exact time. We don't know the exact date. But he's promised his return. And the love of God is an active thing. It's a moving thing. Um, and I just pray that the love we receive from God is the love we pour out. Because though he's saying, go preach the word, go heal the sick, go deliver the, the go do deliverance. I love what is being said here in 1 Corinthians that I can do all these marvelous things. I can do all this wonderful works and and have so much faith it will legit move a mountain. But if I don't have love, I don't have anything. God says no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So how do how do i love one another unless i actively do it right as i even says like if you hate your brother right whom you see how can you love a god who you've never seen you see and so the world describes love as this feeling butterflies in the stomach oh yeah you 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 know that you know those the 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 oh i feel i feel fire when we're together i feel um the whole zoo you know all these all these fancy things we like um to me those are things that are meant to just tingle your your flesh but the way god loves it's at the soul right it's it pierces through everything and his love is able to change so many things it's it's what causes people even today we talked about the persecuted it's what causes people even in when they're in places and situations of death they still say praise be to god praise be to god how do we even begin to say that is a soft love why do you do it because i love god (laughs) that's not a soft love and so don't misunderstand the way the world loves with how god says he loves and i hear this all the time well how can a loving god allow this and this to happen in my life well We have a God. Right? God exists. He's real. 
and the devil is real <laughs> and he's doing everything he can to take you out of the love of god i would like to even say the love of god is protection right like we talked about it his corrections are your protection um him telling you stop that don't do that is him loving he's protecting you and we have an adversary devil who's trying to destroy that why because he only has one mission to still kill and destroy um and so may we never ever look at the love of god like it's a teddy bear right the love of god is powerful it's fire it is the breath of wind it is so much more than we even understand and i like to even like think about the verse where um when god told adam and eve to leave the god of garden of eden i'm still like people like sometimes like that's harsh like jeez no it's not right like our choices have consequences and at the same time i'm like people don't see how god was actually still loving sure he said all these things on them but he still clothed them i i i always think about that and i'm like he's still the god who takes our shame away he's still the same one who comforts us like he still called for them i i like to think it's not like he didn't know he still looked for them he's still the god who goes for us even when we try to run away from him he still comes for us and to me i'm like look at how god is so loving so yes, <laughs> even when he told them to leave the Garden of Eden, do people miss the way he was so kind with them when he still gave them something to wear? Um, even when Cain killed Abel, how he still put that protection over him and it was like no one will harm him or, or kill him or anything like that. Even though he still, you know, kind of sent him away to a different thing, like... God still had protection over him. He's always been loving. It's just that the way he loves is not how the world is. And so we've been so much in the world and the world has kind of painted this definition of love that we screw it up and we think, oh, that's what love is. No, I think we still have a long way in understanding how God loves. It's completely different. The love of God is salt and light. It cannot be hidden. It penetrates the darkness. And the darkness itself cannot hold it nor contain it. In fact, it it, it, it pushes, it, it runs back from it. And God is love. I actually heard a question the other time. He was like, the question was, is, I know God is love, but is love God? And after talking about this, I think, um... No, because love is from him. Not that he's from love, but love is comes from him. It is it, it, it what it's what radiates from him. So he's the foundation, creator, the real epitome of what love is. And so I don't think it goes the other way. So Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I want to be cautious in how I say that, but maybe I'm wrong. Sorry if there wasn't uh, as deep things about this. Um, I just want to make sure we catch up. 
and I'm I'm glad we did. Yay! And only three days left until four days until the year's over. And yeah, I hope honestly speaking, this December series has been wonderful for you. I you know, like leading up to Christmas, it was all about the coming of Christ. And I think after Christmas now, it's like I kind of want to look into, okay, so now what are we doing? What can we do to get ourselves pumped up, excited, and planning and moving and seeking God out for what he wants us to do in this coming year? And it doesn't even have to wait until the coming year. God, we're ready for you now. Like, how do we plan for you even starting now? And reveal to us the plans that you have for us even now. Um, because I genuinely believe we are heading into a time where God's going to reveal himself in more ways than one. I'm praying that for my family. I'm praying, God, let revival break out in my family. I want to see deliverances happen. I want to see... Um, people proclaim your name and pray and be in love with you like i am because i'm like i'm moved by you so i want the same for my friends and for my family and let's be unapologetic about how much we love god and how much he saved us this gospel that has done beyond what we could ever fathom or even understand in our life like do you understand that like this gospel woke you up from spiritual death <laughs> And he resurrected you. He's the life and he's the truth and he's the way. And maybe continue to keep proclaiming that now until the coming of Christ. And I genuinely hope you have a wonderful remainder of the week. Um, yeah. Until the next one. Bye. <laughs>